This is 105.9 The Region. Ponies 24-7, the radio magazine covering the world of horse racing, is brought to you by Woodbine, Woodbine Mohawk Park, and Ontario Racing. Over to your hosts, Jim Lang and Larry Simpson. Good morning, I'm Jim Lang, and welcome to Ponies 24-7, the radio magazine. Well, one of the busiest people in the Ontario horse racing community has to be Jonathan Zammett, the executive director of Woodbine's subsidiary, Ontario Racing. And obviously, what was an originally a very busy schedule is multiplied with the lockdown of horse racing in the province. Yes, we are back on that topic again as it just doesn't go away. Just this week, Ontario Racing announced that pending final approval, standard bred horse people will get some financial relief and have the opportunity to access certain purse funds that remain available under the funding agreement with Ontario Lottery and Gaming Corporation as a result of the suspension of live racing in the province due to the COVID-19 pandemic. It is important to note, too, that all of these payments received must be used for the care and maintenance of the standard bred horses. Shortly, we will speak with Jonathan to learn more not only about this new agreement, but also about Ontario Racing and their mission, vision, and objectives for the province's three breeds, thoroughbred, standard bred, and Quarter horse. Also on today's show, one of the best Canadian harness racing horses ever to look through a bridle was a Hall of Fame pacer, an Ontario bred, I might add, some beach somewhere, who between 2007 and 2008 was the winner of 20 of 21 races and purse earnings over $3.2 million. Not bad for a $40,000 purchase. Some beach somewhere was retired by his owners, the schooner stable of Bible Hill, Nova Scotia, and unfortunately had his promising stallion career ended prematurely, succumbing to 2018 to a short bout with cancer. Not only did some beach somewhere during his career on the track elevate harness racing into mainstream media, especially in his native Canada, where he's even considered for the Lou Marsh Trophy as the honors of Canada's Athlete of the Year, but he was also named Newsmaker of the Year for Nova Scotia by the CBC. And during his career, formed quite a bond with his co-owner and trainer, Brent McGrath. Obviously, Some Beach Somewhere story would make a great book. Well, we'll wait no more, as shortly his life will be chronicled in Some Beach Somewhere. We'll wait no more, the harness racing legend from One Horse Stable, being penned by author and journalist Marjorie Simmons, who is currently residing in Cape Breton, Nova Scotia. Shortly, Marjorie will join the show, and we'll find out more about her book and what was the impetus behind this project about Some Beach Somewhere. And finally, well, he's back. My co-host, Larry Simpson, will once again try to sniff out some potential betting opportunities and provide a betting gem or two on some of the North American tracks racing today in his Pony Picks of the Day. It's going to be a great show. You better get your HPI and Dark Horse accounts ready to go for some heavy-duty action today. When we come back, my co-host Larry Simpson joins us. We catch up on some recent harness uh, horse racing news, harness racing, whatever racing you want. It's all there in Ponies 24-7, the radio magazine. Ponies 24-7, the radio magazine. Brought to you by Woodbine Racetrack and Woodbine Mohawk Park and Ontario Racing. More from the track when we come back on 105.9 The Region. Go from dark horse to winner. Dark Horse is Woodbine's new easy-to-use betting app that brings the thrill of the track right to you. Its AI-powered insights and strategies help you make smarter bets straight out of the gate. Feel the excitement of live-streamed horse races wherever you go. Get $30 to start betting when you sign up today using promo code GET30. Download the app for free at PlayDarkHorse.com. Available on Android and Apple devices. 
Lymphoma Canada and Ponies 24-7 recommend that you don't horse around with lymphoma. Lymphoma affects the lymphatic system of both horses and humans, and currently there are over 100,000 Canadians living with the disease. Lymphoma is also the most common cancer diagnosis for adolescents and young adults. Visit lymphoma.ca slash ponies to donate to the Don't Horse Around with Lymphoma campaign. With your help, we can promote early detection, assist newly diagnosed patients, and support lymphoma research. This is 105.9 The Region. Ponies 24-7, the radio magazine covering the world of horse racing, is brought to you by Woodbine, Woodbine Mohawk Park, and Ontario Racing. Over to your hosts, Jim Lang and Larry Simpson. Welcome back to Ponies 24-7, the radio magazine. I'm Jim Lang, and let me introduce to you my co-host, the expert in all things ponies, thoroughbreds, standard breads, whatever kind of horse is racing, the one and only Larry Simpson. Larry, how are you? I'm doing okay. How about you? Good. An exciting week as we look back on the last year. Authentic name, the horse of the year. He was, and it's interesting that uh, Michael Barons of uh, MyRacehorse.net uh, uh, stable was part of our show uh, last year. That's right, yeah. And uh, it was nice to see uh, for the uh, uh, many owners that are part of that, uh, that group. Um, yeah, it was well, it was well deserved, I think. Well, and then for the concept of multiple ownership through this, this almost like a GoFundMe for ownership, it obviously elevates the whole idea when the horse like this wins this award. Exactly. And I think it, it's, uh, as you say, it, it kind of helps promote the sport. Uh, we need new owners, uh, and, and this is one way of doing it. Okay, last week was a big one. We talked a lot about it. The Pegasus World Cup Invitational and the Pegasus World Cup Turf Invitational. A couple of big races in sunny Florida. There there was some very good racing, and there was some good results and some bad results, if you were a gambler. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's it. That's par for the course, right? Uh, Nick's, uh, Nick's go showed that he's the, the real deal. Uh, Nick's go, he went. <laughs> yeah. He went fast again. and, and uh, Well, you brought it up a number of times last week, and it was outlined a number of times with some of our guests. Nick's go, the speed, the, just the raw speed of that horse, and that really sends a message to other top thoroughbreds in the world that you're right, it means business, and you better... Have your A game ready, no matter what you're doing, if you're going to beat this next go. Yeah, they they tried. A couple of horses ran with them uh, last week, and they just weren't able to uh, to close the deal. But the big thing now is where is he going to go forward? Is he going to go to Dubai, or is he going to go to the Saudi Cup? Mm. So, uh, you know, that's uh, an ownership and, and a Brad Cox uh, decision that's going to have to be made, I guess, in the next uh, next few weeks. Uh, recently, we had an update about the upcoming Queen's Plate. You have another update on the second leg of Canada's Triple Crown? The second leg, the Prince of Wales, is uh, at Fort Erie, as we know. It's conducted on the dirt there, and they just announced this week that it's going to be conducted uh, Tuesday, September 14th. So Prince of Wales, Tuesday, September 14th. And that follows the Queen's Plate announcement of, uh, you know, Sunday, August 22nd. So you've usually got that three-week uh, uh, in between. But to me, that's it. I mean, late summer, early fall, perfect weather conditions, setting up for some tremendous horse racing here in the province. And I think it's it, it's great that, uh, you know, there's a foresight by uh, by Woodbine and Ontario Racing to... Uh, you know, get get the schedule out there now so people can prepare. People can prepare their horses. The fans and hopefully the fans mm. are going to be allowed in. 
uh, that you can mark your calendars to be at Fort Erie on the uh, t- uh, 14th of September and at uh, Queen's Plate on August 22nd. So. Ontario Racing playing a big role this year, and we have a special guest to talk more about it. Jonathan Zamet, the Executive Director, Woodbine Subsidiary Ontario Racing, uh, joins us. And, uh, Jonathan, how are you? Uh, good morning, gentlemen. I'm, I'm good, guys. Uh, how are you guys doing this morning? Oh, we're good. I just Before we get too deep into it, how's your COVID experience been? Well, you know, it's, uh, you know, you, we're doing the best we can. You take it day by day and you just try to, you know, find the positives in each day. I got some small children at home, so the homeschooling has been uh, a bit of a challenge, but, you know, we're getting through it, right? You got to adapt and, 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 and move on. And uh, like I said, just take it one day at a time. Okay. All right. Let's talk some business now, Jonathan. Recently, uh, Ontario Racing announced about a, a program to help, uh, assist financially the standard bread people, correct? Yeah, what we're doing here, Larry, is we're really trying to help out our standard bread horse people. Uh, we know the shutdown is, is tough on everybody, right? So so the the real ethos behind this is, is taking um, those unallocated purse monies from the cancel days and redistributing them to our standard bread friends in the form of equine uh, benefit payments for the welfare of their horses to, to make sure those horses are taken care of uh, while they're, um, you know, while there's this pause going on in the, in the industry. From your standpoint, Jonathan, how much of a concern is there that the longer this goes, the fewer people will be investing in standardbred racing in the province? As the revenue sources um, become more and more scarce, people, uh, you know, they have to look at their financial situation and they start making decisions, right? And uh, we all know maintaining horses is, is not a, it is costly. So, um, you know, it's a very real risk. And, and this is why we're trying to help as much as we can uh, our standard bred horse friends to make sure that they have the adequate resources uh, to take care of these these beautiful animals and making sure that they come back strong um, when the racing resumes. So the more it does go on, it becomes more and more of a pervasive risk. But hopefully this can ease some of that burden. Um, you know, all three breeds are, are impacted just because uh, the economics of the industry are, are under stress right now. And there's a trickle-down effect um, across every horse person in this province. Speaking with Jonathan Zama, the Executive Director of Ontario Racing, and there might be a few people listening to this, Jonathan, thinking, oh, great, they have a funding agreement. Their problems are solved. But just to try to explain to a lot of the listeners what this funding covers and just still how much burden there is on the people in the standard bread industry in the province. This money is, is really given to the uh, to the, the industry via the purse winnings that, that the tracks put up for their races. So, you know, when there is no racing going on, um, you know, the, those sources of income um, become less and less. And in addition to that, um, again, as I mentioned, when there's no live racing, uh, the handle that's put on these races uh, dries up. Um, you know, it just does cause a lot of stress in the industry. So although the funding agreement is there and we're very happy and, and thankful um, in order for it to be executed and, and to be working um, we need racing to be going on in the, in the province so um, it's a bit of a it's a bit of a tough situation for everybody right now one of the topics as you know Jonathan that we've been covering is the uh, well the whole shutdown which is affecting the standardbreds right now and could you know affect the other two uh, moving forward but we've had Jim Lawson on and Bill O'Donnell and uh, while well, we had Sue Leslie representing the thoroughbred side. And one of the topics of discussion, and you may be able to chime in on this too because of your, your prior business history, uh, a few weeks ago, as we know, the NHL was allowed to open in, in Ontario. What was your opinion on this? Yeah, Larry, it's a bit of an unfortunate situation. And, um, you know, first and foremost, we're always going to do what's right to protect the citizens of Ontario and follow all, you know, health regulations that are 
that are um, communicated to the industry. But you know, for us, it's, it's really just wanting to have a fair and equitable process, right? Uh, the NHL is a professional sport, and uh, horse racing is, is no different. These are professional athletes, whether you're a jockey, a driver. Uh, these are professional trainers who, who, who apply their craft. And these equine athletes are professional horses. So, you know, we see this as a professional sport. Um, you know, we're willing to make uh, the protocols as safe as they can be and meet those demands that are on par with any other sport. Uh, so we're just looking for a fair and equitable process, and we want to be recognized that we you know we're in that same grouping. Um, I think uh, we've done a good job of displaying that we have the capability to race safely and responsibly from with our seven-month history um, back in the 2020 season, where we raced very, very um, safely with the enhanced protocols at the tracks. Um, and again, I, we just want to be recognized uh, with a fair and equitable process that, as a professional sport, which is horse racing, is. Um, I think we just need to to make sure we're recognized in that same grouping as uh, some of the other professional sports that were allowed to proceed uh, during this this lockdown. Well, Jonathan, fingers crossed that you guys get back to racing in a few weeks. From your standpoint, how long do people get back on their feet into a good financial footing? You know, that's a very good question. Once racing uh, does resume, it, it for sure it's going to help. But, you know, there's there's been some time off and obviously some costs to recover. So, you know, as soon as we can get back to racing, it's certainly going to put that injection into into the pockets of our horse people uh, as soon as possible. But, I, you know, it's going to take a couple months for people to get back on track and, and kind of get back to where they, they would have been. So for our listeners, Jonathan, that aren't aware of Ontario racing and what they do, Exactly. Just, you know, give me the Coles Notes version. Uh, obviously, it's uh, it's three breeds that you're you're uh, managing in that, but exactly what's the, the mission and the vision in that for Ontario Racing? Sure. We're the industry advocacy group for horse racing in the province of Ontario. Um, you know, when it comes down to public policy, uh, being the voice of the industry, ensuring we're marketing and attracting new participants to our to our industry as well as new owners into the into the business. In addition to administering the long-term funding agreement by um, ensuring purses are paid, coordinating race day schedules, and really being uh, that engine that makes the, the the industry go. So you know, we 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 have a a, a wide breadth of services that we provide to the industry. We're here to support the industry and the voice of the industry. Um, but at the same time, we do do the day-to-day, um, in addition with the tracks, running uh, the race cards, making sure that the schedules and the race days are planned accordingly, making sure those purses are, are administered accordingly. And, and again, just trying to move the industry forward from a marketing uh, perspective and ensuring that the fundamentals of the business are strong moving forward by attracting new participants to horse racing as well as getting new owners into this amazing sport, Larry. Good stuff. Jonathan, hopefully the next time we're talking, uh, we're back racing and uh, business is booming. That would be really nice. Take care now. Bye-bye. Bye. When we come back, author Marjorie Simmons joins us on Ponies 24-7, the radio magazine. Stay tuned. We'll be right back. Ponies 24-7, the radio magazine. Brought to you by Woodbine Racetrack and Woodbine Mohawk Park and Ontario Racing. Follow us on Twitter at 1059theregion. We'll be right back. Enjoy the thrill of the race anytime with HPIBet.com, the number one app for experienced horse players. Join for free and watch and wager when you can't bet at the track. Stream live racing from over 450 tracks from around the world. Bet with ease from anywhere. It's safe and secure. Sign up today and get one month free live race streaming. Plus, for a limited time, get a $100 bonus and your first bet is on us. Go to HPIBet.com to join for free today. 
COSA, the Central Ontario Standard Bread Association, proudly serving Ontario horse people. COSA, helping to ensure and support a collaborative and vibrant harness racing industry based on integrity and accountability. For more information, please visit the COSA website at cosaonline.com or call 905-854-2672. This is 105.9 The Region. Ponies 24-7, the radio magazine covering the world of horse racing, is brought to you by Woodbine, Woodbine Mohawk Park, and Ontario Racing. Over to your hosts, Jim Lang and Larry Simpson. Well, welcome back to the show. I'm Jim Lang and Larry Simpson. Uh, well, like other professional sports, horse racing is no different in promoting and stars through books. On the Thoroughbred Side, Secretariat has graced the cover of many of the Immortal Man of War, while Harness Racing has had bestsellers on the great Dan Patch and Brett Hanover, just to name a couple. Well, one star on the Harness Side that had been forgotten about, at least up until now, was some beach somewhere. And today, we are thrilled to be joined by author Marjorie Simmons, a respected and award-winning journalist and writer, shortly be releasing Some Beach Somewhere, the Harness Racing legend from One Horse Stable. Marjorie, welcome to the show. It's an absolute pleasure. Thank you so much. I'm so glad to speak with you today. Well, it is. I mean, you've got such a, a deep, rich writing and journalistic career, and you've written about many things. What was it about some beach somewhere that wanted you to go all in and say, I need to write a book about this horse? I've been writing a lot about horses for a lot of years. I, I tend to, you know, fall in love with subjects. I covered the commercial fisheries out in on the West Coast for years, and and uh, love doing that, but I've been a, um, a you know a horse person myself my entire life. So you're always aware of the superstars around you. And when I realized that uh, Beach hadn't had his own book yet, I thought, oh, that's going to be me. <laughs> <laughs> Did you have a uh, an interest in in uh, harness racing? You know, prior to you know some beach somewhere. I had a developing interest in harness racing, which is what I had. So that was another reason that the book was uh, writers always always looking for an opportunity to learn more. And if it's on the subject that you really love, i.e. horses for me, I thought, oh, yeah. Marjorie, but beyond the wins, what was it about Some Beach Somewhere that just was special to you as you did the research and put the book together? Well, you know, it's a wonderful story from start to finish. It really, really is. And that was one of the joys was the many interviews that I got to do with the different people who were in his life from, from the beginning. And, of course, Schooner Stables itself, the six uh, members, five from Truro, Nova Scotia, and one from Shediac, New Brunswick, you know, these are really, really interesting people. And they never in a million years expected what would happen to happen. And uh, so it was a great joy to interview each and every one of those people. And they all had uh, interesting takes. Some of them were, you know, completely um, immersed in the in industry and very successful. Others were, you know, um, actually people who simply rode horses and didn't have much connection with, the, with uh, harness racing at all. But they all had the connection of knowing uh, Brent McGrath. And uh, so, you know, his casual questions of, hey, you know, want to come aboard? And he got his, his group of six together and... And uh, it, it's just great. I mean, these are not, uh, you know, as we know in the horse world, you can have, um, well, you can have a lot of uh, dollar bills besides your name, you know. And these were hardworking, well-to-do people who were not in the echelons that we, you know, we think of and, you know. Well, Marjorie, it's almost unheard of for the Lou Marsh Award to have a, a horse up in the running as the athlete of the year and get... <laughs> get the attention that it did it when this thing's happening the, back in nova scotia back in true it, it must have been can they, they must have been a, a, like an out-of-body experience 
Um, you know, it's just another one of the delightful features of the story, and there are so many. I mean, remember, we are talking about a horse. We're talking about a flesh-and-blood creature that had a personality that was happiest when he had a ball in his stall that he could <laughs> toss around, you know, and he ate 50 pounds of carrots a week, and they always had to fuss about his weight, you know, because he'd get a little bit, well, you know, <clears throat> rounded. And uh, so that was that was fun, too, because, of course, I didn't actually get to meet some beats. So you can imagine how much time I have spent watching the races online, and I'm sitting here crying some of the time, going, go, Beach, go! I mean, this is like years and years have passed, but I'm still going, is he going to win? Is he going to win? So I tried to put that kind of excitement into the book, too, for a first-time reader. And I think one of the other connections to Sun Beach somewhere was, well, the connection that the horse had with his driver, Paul McDonnell. Absolutely, and that is a, an important part of the book as well, because um, you don't go around that track by yourself. And, of course, Paul McDonnell was his career driver and believed in him from the get-go uh, as much as uh, Brent did. And uh, they that was the part, you know, that was uh, Brent and Schooner Stables, you know, made the decision to go with Paul, I mean, hoping that he would uh, come on board with Beach because he was very busy at the time. And um, they were thrilled because that was the kind of driver they wanted. They didn't want somebody, what did uh, Brent say to me one time, we didn't want the horse staggering over the finish. I mean, I, I have family in Truro, and I know Bible Hill on the outskirts of Truro is not exactly like Lexington, Kentucky or King City, Ontario. <laughs> uh, how much did it make a difference to that stable, the schooner stable, with some beach somewhere and the success and notoriety it gained? Well, you know, uh, the original group, um, uh, Schooner Stables, the first with, with Beach, they only had, this is another part of the story that's amusing and, and fun, they only had the one horse. For Schooner Stables, it was just the one horse, which is why, you know, other larger horse uh, entities, you know, the New York Times saying, you know, what is this one horse stable? How does that even work anyway, you know? Um, so, of course, after Beach's time, you know, people made other decisions in terms of uh, whether they wanted to carry on with the group or not. And, uh, but, you know, it opened up doors for each and every one of those people to be as committed uh, to the industry as they wanted to be, you know, to do whatever they wanted. How much impact did Some Beach Somewhere have on the maritime uh, harness racing industry, do you think? The seats were filled, and uh, people were talking about them. There were the beach parties that they were holding at Truro, you know, and those were very, very popular. He came out in a really good year. It was no cakewalk. And um, so, uh, you know, we always need to be um, out there talking about harness racing and to be bringing the young ones in. We absolutely do. And that's something I talk a little bit about in the book, too, because, of course, thoroughbred racing, well, you know, it's, just been a little bit different <laughs> it's um most people will know what the triple crown of, of thoroughbred racing is they won't necessarily know that for for harness racing marjorie this is the kind of book we need in 2021 the story um just the improbability of it it's you can't help but be inspired by it marjorie Absolutely. I have had just a wicked amount of fun, for starters, because I've been talking with so many fascinating people. Um, I have interviews with uh, Bridget Yablonski um, from Hanover Shoe Farms. I got to see Hanover Shoe Farms. It was absolutely fascinating. And, of course, I spoke with Paul and I spoke with Brent and all of the Schooner Stables members. Um, and this is a feel-good story. This is, you know, little guy does well. 
this is, you know, I mean, uh, Beach was very well bred, but he wasn't spectacularly bred, and uh, nor was he a spectacular price. He was forty thousand dollars, and they weren't going to spend a penny more. And they got the bid. Some beach somewhere, a harness racing legend from a one-horse stable. It better be made into a movie someday. It will be ready for publication sometime this spring in Nimbus Publishing by the awesome Marjorie Simmons. Marjorie, we can't thank you enough for joining us, inspiring us with a great story on a legendary horse. Thank you so much. It's been a pleasure. After the break, Larry Simpson looks at some racing action today around North America and hopefully provides you a successful betting nugget or two. So make sure that your Dark Horse app and HBI accounts are ready to work overtime today. Stay with us for Larry's Ponies Picks of the Day. Loving it. Ponies 24-7, the radio magazine, brought to you by Woodbine Racetrack and Woodbine Mohawk Park and Ontario Racing. Listen live at 1059theregion.com. Go from Dark Horse to Winner. Dark Horse is Woodbine's new easy-to-use betting app that brings the fill of the track right to you. Its AI-powered insights and strategies help you make smarter bets straight out of the gate. Feel the excitement of live-streamed horse races wherever you go. Get $30 to start betting when you sign up today using promo code GET30. Download the app for free at PlayDarkHorse.com. Available on Android and Apple devices. This is 105.9 The Region. Ponies 24-7, the radio magazine covering the world of horse racing, is brought to you by Woodbine, Woodbine Mohawk Park, and Ontario Racing. Over to your hosts, Jim Lang and Larry Simpson. All right, before we wrap up our show, of course, what would Ponies 24-7, the radio magazine, be without a couple of possible betting opportunities and possible betting gems as Larry gives us his much-anticipated, long-coveted Ponies picks of the day. Larry, make the people some money, please. We're, we're at the time of the year uh, when the Kentucky Derby is approaching the first mm-hmm. Saturday in May and uh, people are now starting to look at, um, you know, the top three-year-old horses and uh, the, the prep races, so to speak, for the Kentucky Derby. Where... And real quick, would they not be back-timing from the day of the race to how they prep the horse leading up to it? Yeah, they they do that. And uh, the other thing is, too, the, these prep races uh, give points. So the top four wow. finishers get points to and the top. 20 point getters uh, are usually the horses that get into the Kentucky Derby. So these are their prep races. Yeah, races in January, February are just as important as the ones in April because, you know, you need these points to get into the top 20. So uh, one of these races is at Gulfstream today, uh, race 11. Uh, it's a $200,000 Holy Bull Stakes. So named after you? Holy Bull? No, <laughs> named after a horse, actually. Okay, sorry. sorry. <clears throat> but uh, anyways, it's mile and 16th on the dirt. Um, and the uh, first four finishers uh, receive points to qualify for the Kentucky Got Derby. Right? Which is, very, as you say, very important as, you, as you get closer to the race. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm going to take a shot with the number nine horse, Awesome Jerry. Uh, I think he could be the upsetter. He finished a close third in his last start, which was the Mucho Macho Man Stakes. Race 11, the Holy Bull at Gulfstream, uh, number nine, Awesome Jerry. Excellent. Um Oakland Park is another interesting uh, meet. Uh, it's in Hot Springs, Arkansas. The eighth race today is the American Beauty Stakes for older fillies and mares. Uh, now, there is no turf course. It's just a dirt course at, at Oakland. So it's six furlongs on dirt, a uh, purse of 150000 which is a good purse for the uh, the older fillies and mares. The number seven horse, Francis, uh, Frank's Rockette, was last seen in the Grade 1 Breeders' Cup Sprint against the boys back in November at Keeneland. Today she's back in with the girls, which is a significant class drop. 
Um, she likes the distance, and she picks up Flo Giroux as her jockey. Friend of the show. Friend of the show. So Oakland Park, race eight, number seven, uh, Franz Rocket. And then let's go to Santa Anita for the final one. Let's. Uh, race seven, Santa Anita is another Kentucky Derby uh, points qualifier for three-year-olds. It's the grade three Robert B. Lewis uh, stakes for purse of $100,000 at a mile and a 16th. Uh, I think this could be the most competitive race of the day, really, as there's several horses that I think have a shot to win this. But I'm going to go with the number two horse, Rombauer. This is a horse that's been on my watch list. It's a horse that I've been following uh, since uh, uh, he had a troubled second uh, place finish in the American Pharaoh Stakes uh, a couple starts back. And his last start actually was the Breeders' Cup Juvenile back in November at Keeneland. We keep going back to that day where he had post 13 in a 14-horse uh, field mm -hmm. and uh, finished fifth uh, despite the, a wide trip and finished just behind a horse named uh, Keep Me In Mind. Keep Me In Mind is a horse that I've also been following. Keep Me In Mind came back to uh, win a, a stakes race at Fairgrounds a couple of weeks ago and got some qualifying points for the Derby. So that's kind of a key race in that. The other good thing is uh, today Ron Bauer is leaving from an inside post. He's reunited with jockey Mike Smith, another friend of the, yeah, friend of the, the show. show. Yes, and Mike was on the horse, this horse in the American Pharaoh Stakes two week, uh, two starts ago, and I think uh, there's a nice fast pace that this horse should be able to run at, and this is certainly going to help Ron Bauer's chances. So race seven, Santa Anita, number two, Ron Bauer in the Robert B. Lewis Stakes, and we should point out, Larry, not only is Dark Horse a great app to help you learn about the ins and outs and, and the beauty of horse racing. You can also watch the races on your app on HPI Dark Horse on your mobile device. Uh, you can you can bet uh, you can watch just watch the races if you're just a fan of the sport, or you can bet the race, and that it, it, it's great. Yeah, I like it, and that's the big appeal to me is the fact you get a little bit of the pregame before the race, a little bit of a recap, and like okay, you get the full service all in your device. So by all means, that's why we really are big fans of HPI and the Dark Horse apps. Well, thanks again for joining us for this edition of Ponies Twenty Four Seven, the Radio Magazine. As always, a reminder, if you would like to receive a free digital copy of the latest Ponies 24-7 magazine, email Larry Simpson at theponies247experience at gmail.com. And don't forget about the Ponies 247 Lymphoma Canada campaign. Don't horse around with lymphoma. For more information on this, go to the landing page, lymphoma.ca slash ponies. Stick around with 105.9 The Region all weekend long. The legend Ann Warmer next with another edition of The Feed. I'll be back Monday morning. Thanks for listening. Bet wisely. Dark Horse, HPI, and Larry Simpson. Going to be a great combo. Larry Simpson. Going to be a great combo. Take care. We'll talk to you soon. Ponies 24-7. The radio magazine with Jim Lang and Larry Simpson has been brought to you by Woodbine, Woodbine Mohawk Park, and Ontario Racing. Tune in next Saturday morning at 8.30 for more on the world of horse racing. This is 105.9 The Region.